This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. <laughs> and we're moving into a very calm part of, of, of our conversation. I do appreciate it. I need to highlight it that I keep saying I've been see, saying this since Monday. This is not a platform of agreeability. We don't need to agree, but we have to respect each other's views. Um, or each and, and, and in tone, we also be have to be respective of each other. That's going to be my constant thing. The beauty about democracy and preference is that in its essence, it can be quite discriminatory because it means that I don't enjoy what you enjoy. But nonetheless, we move it forward and we're hanging out there. We're spending time rather this evening with Dumelo Mashabela, someone with a beautiful background, absolutely beautiful background, a background that is what we call the T-shaped person. You know, somebody who has experience and um, academia from completely different and contrasting um, experiences and and very interesting, um, an IP lawyer or a patent lawyer, so we call it, or intellectual property from there on. And, and it's understood this is a specialization in the field of law. And what Dumela then did is that she was like, what? So I'm going to go start my own law firm and take it from there on. So I'm in studio. I'm honored, absolutely honored to be in studio this evening with Dumelo Mashabela. Please pull your young girls and your young boys, have them sit next to you and have them hear this because we have someone from Mamelodi who's got a beautiful background to share. Dumelo, good evening and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Toriso, and good evening to Power uh, FM listeners. We appreciate you being here at this time. Dumelo, your background is absolutely gorgeous. Your your and when I say absolutely gorgeous, that it's it's beautiful, it's interesting, it, it cuts through industries that don't necessarily it's not even the same thing. Even if you go to university, these faculties physically are probably sitting on opposite ends of, of campuses. You started with electrical engineering. Yes, correct. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, yes, I did my uh, electrical engineering at uh, UCT. Yeah. And uh, then I went to study a law degree uh, at UNISA. And uh, recently I did my LLM at uh, in the USA um, at uh, Washington College of Law. And, um, you know, in addition to that, I had to write um, attorney's board exams mm. as well as uh, patent board exams. And uh, eventually I qualified as, as a patent attorney. So the qualification, actually, you need both um, uh, degrees. You need uh, mm. a technical degree. It could, it could be an engineering degree mm. or it could be a science degree. Um, in addition to that, you need your law degree and your your patent board exams and your attorney's board exams. And um, you have to do your articles. Then eventually you qualify as a, as a patent attorney. Wait, I, I mean, so let me get this right. You cannot become a patent lawyer in the absence of a technical. Yes, you can't. You can't become a patent attorney without either having a, an engineering degree or a science a science degree. Most of my colleagues have, um, you know, PhDs, um, or others have masters in microbiology, and others have, um, like myself, have uh, electrical engineering. Others have um, a chemical engineering degrees. So it is a prerequisite. You need to have a technical degree, and the reason is, as a patent attorney, we deal with inventions mm. and. For me to be able to assist you to protect your invention, I need to understand your technology. Mm. So that is that is the the, the main reason why um, you need to have um, a, a, a technical degree before you can actually qualify as as a patent attorney. 
when you start when you were studying electrical engineering, was it deliberate in that you knew that you were going to branch into law, or that's something that happened over time? It wasn't deliberate. So, um, growing up in Mamelodi, obviously, I've um, you know seen some hardships, and um, so I always wanted to be an attorney, and mm. the, and that was the reason. The reason was was that I've seen people suffering. So mm. in my mind, it's like you know I need to be an attorney to come and save, especially kids. I mean, I've seen kids, um, you know, being abused. Um, so you know that was my passion that I want mm. to be uh, an attorney. However, um, then as I was studying, um, I did very well in maths and mm-hmm. science. And the, the next logical step was that you need to do uh, engineering. Again, I was fortunate in that I got funded to actually go sure. and study um, uh, engineering. So as I was studying engineering, then I started having you know this interest of um, you know I wanted to be an attorney, and mm. I, I, then I did quite a number of um, a lot of research mm. to try to find out you know is there can I combine my engineering with law and I was fortunately I found that indeed you can combine your engineering with law so um, I remember uh, I think when I was doing my fourth year in at UCT I you know registered for a couple of uh, LLB uh, courses yeah and um, then eventually I I I I I finished my engineering degree and I worked as an engineer. I worked for a weapons company. And uh, as I was working there, what I've realized is that we, we were creating quite a lot of, um, you know, inventions, quite mm. a lot of technological solutions, you know, quite a lot of IP, mm. but there was no protection. And then I revisited that um, part of, 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 of wanting to be an attorney and um, doing I, Then I did further research again and I found out that actually you can become a patent attorney. And by becoming a patent attorney, you're basically going to be able to assist other people from um, other people to protect their intellectual property rights. And yeah, since then, I only worked as an engineer for about two years. Okay. Thereafter, I started uh, embarking on the journey of becoming a patent attorney. Because I was curious about that in terms of the number of years um, in, in gap, right, between your engineering and law. And particularly, I asked this particularly for people who plenty of people do not go into their first field. And you go into field or practice and this is not essentially what I wanted to try out or this is one to, and sometimes then the number of years that you spend in the primary field or the first field makes it a little bit difficult for people to sort of jump ship. What's your guide for people who want to, especially in the law fraternity, because we're finding more and more and more people wanting to study law. Like I said, it was my f- f- first choice of study didn't happen and therefore just only registered for it you know this year eight years into corporate and and you know of course then broadcasting what what's your guide for people who haven't who feel that but i'm only going to start at 30 31 i still need to do my articles or plt or whatever the case may be i i think you know what there's no right way or 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 wrong way of, of doing this yeah um but for me, I think, okay, for example, if you stay longer in whatever you know field that you are in, obviously you are getting experience. Yes. And by the time you do law, you'll find that maybe um, actually you, it, it's easier for you to, to even specialize in that particular you know, field that mm. you were working on. For example, let's say you are in the business of technology. Mm. You, you might find that, okay, as you do law, then maybe I, you would concentrate on technology law or you know, whatever field that you were, you were involved in. So there's no you know right way or wrong way but i feel that 
especially if you want to qualify as a patent attorney, the longer you stay in, in, in as an engineer or as a researcher, it then becomes difficult because um, first thing, you are now starting at a new career. And um, if you had, if you were working now, you probably were working, let me say, for five years, you were a little bit uh, senior mm. and your salary as well. But now you need to take, um, you know, um, a, a drop in, in salary. Yeah. But also... You, you're not a senior. You are starting. And I think for me, that's that's probably a lot of people fail to understand that, that you are starting a new career. And I, I'm, I might have been a senior when I was at that weapons company that I worked for. But junior. now I'm, I'm a junior. I don't know anything. And I have to start from the beginning. So if you have stayed for about t- 10 years, it's very difficult for you to come back. Mm. And now I have to report to probably somebody that is even uh, uh, older than, than you, but mm. they started earlier. So there's no right way or wrong way of doing it. But um, for a, for for patent, if you want to become a patent attorney, I would say the sooner you actually start with your your law degree, the the better. And I think the the good thing with with being a patent attorney, I always say that it exposes you to different types of technologies. So I always I always say, had I stayed and became um, and continued in engineering, probably I would be only concentrating on you know uh, technologies that relates to missiles because I was in defense sure, in the defense sure. industry. But now I get an opportunity to actually engage with all types of um, entrepreneurs with coming up with all types of um, uh, technologies. So it it for me it's it's giving me an opportunity to actually get to know more technologies mm. as compared to had I stayed in 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 engineering. And there's not there's nothing wrong. We all also need engineers. We also Absolutely. need people to stay in engineering. But um, yeah, the sooner you can actually leave and start, the better. Okay. Because um, I mean, in that 10 years, you like I said, your salary would have increased. Now you need to take um, a drop. Mm. But also you need to, now you're, you're a junior, you need to be reporting to other mm-hmm. people. You are starting from the beginning and it's not easy. So for me, I only stayed for two years and I was fortunate and, and that's when I started my career as um, to do my articles and do my LLB degree. So I mean, then, I mean, you've done your LLM with the American University, Washington and the College of Law. Yes. Right. And subsequently to that, or rather even before that, you had already started your own law firm. I want us to tap into the joys and the difficulties of that, right? Because on the one end, you could say it's fulfilling, but there is also the truth and the difficult discussions that, yeah. and, and the, you know, <laughs> the formation of it that 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 comes with it. Please just take us through through your law firm, the makeup of it, and how long have you been in operation? Okay, so like you're saying, it's yes, it is fulfilling. Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I always say I don't have plan B. This is my plan A, and that's the only plan that I have. But um, it it has not been easy. And um, I mean, I I, I established the firm November 20, 2015. Sure. Um, but it has not been an, an easy journey. And the reason why I actually started the law firm is, you know, I always remember Mahatma Gandhi who says, Once, uh, be the change that you want mm. to see in the world. So for me was, I want to be the change that mm. I want to see in this field. This field of intellectual property is, um, as you know, is white male uh, dominated in, in, in our country and, you know, I guess all over the world. So I wanted to see the, the change within the field and I wanted to see you know, people uh, have an opportunity to train people with, you know, my my color, my um, um, 
you know my with yeah with my color mm. and uh, i wanted to to train them and i wanted excellence i wanted us to be to excel in what we do and i wanted us to um you know to be able to also reach out to other small businesses in in the townships like i'm sure. saying i'm from mamelodi i want somebody who is from Mamelodi or from Tembisa who mm. has started a business and be able to reach out to a firm like ours and be able to have a conversation about intellectual property, be able to know that when they come to Chaya Mashabala Tennis, you know, they're going to be listened mm. to. They're going to find somebody that is, is similar to them. So for me, that was that was key and that what what kept me going. So I started the firm. It has not been easy. It's not easy, um, you know, uh, starting a firm or starting a law firm in a in a highly specialized field, yeah. um, you know, there's there's things like, for example, you you the market is not um, you know very open to 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 uh, to, to people like us. But um, I think what kept me going is that you need to you need to continue to um, you know. Uh, hone your skills and become mm. an expert because for now I always tell people that when I stand up and start talking about intellectual property people do listen because I've spent time in in getting the mm. skill I've spent time in 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 in, in nurturing mm. uh, the skill that I have and getting the the knowledge that I have yeah but the challenges like I'm saying um you know getting um, a share of the market is 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 is, is, is not easy but also attracting a uh, talent um you know you you find yourself yeah especially in our field you need uh, somebody with a technical background mm. but are you competing with other law firms that probably could afford uh, that particular person um you know much yeah could afford that or could provide that particular person you know much mm. more with mm. much more than i i could um so uh, attracting uh, talent has also uh, been um, a challenge but not only because you can't afford people also because there isn't a lot of us, you know, in this particular field. No. And my mission is to make sure that our firm, um, you know, uh, employs uh, 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 and gives an opportunity to previously disadvantaged um, uh, students. And um, But there isn't a lot of those students that are willing to, you know, to study uh, engineering or science and degree then and then do law. Yeah, yeah you understand? Mm. So it has always been um, a battle. Um, but I guess the, the major thing, like I'm saying, is, is is the market and being given an opportunity to, you know, to, um, you know, compete with, you know, the other firms in, 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 in getting, um, getting work. But um, although it has been a challenge, but I've been fortunate. I mean, I've, um, you know, not to mention uh, other companies, but I've been fortunate in really um, being given opportunities by, you know, big companies like your Sasol in, 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 in doing work for them. And um, I mean, I do other work uh, for, I, I think another thing that I also try to do because I'm passionate about um, empowering small business. So I do quite a lot of work for institutions like Moses Kotani yes. uh, Institute in KZN and uh, IDZ in East London Innovation Hub. And mm. that gives me an opportunity to mentor as well as to assist small business in and show them how they can use intellectual property in order to for them protection. to, to um, grow their business. I wanted to go back to the, the, the point you made around competition, especially the guys that are 
you know, the bigger guys. If I'm thinking IP, you're probably talking the guys on Linwood Road, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> they, they're big on that. They and, are. you know, from a talent retention, from um, an experience, there, there's certain people who don't, certain firms who don't even need to go ask for work because they've been yes. in the game for so long and therefore, you know, the trust thing has been built. What's your value proposition, Dumela? Then how do you, how do you differentiate Chaya Mashabela to try and gain some sort of leeway? Yeah. So the, yeah. So the the guys in Linwood. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether to say. Fortunately, I worked for them, yes. and I am proud okay, of them. Yes. So I've go. been. Mm. I, I was there. I was a partner there at yeah. some point. Um. So, uh, I think what differentiates uh, us as a firm is that I always say that we partner with our clients, mm. and I always tell people that you know we have a genuine interest in yeah. seeing our clients succeed. Yeah. And um, another thing that we do as a firm is that we always make sure that we empower our clients. Mm-hmm. That is key. And I always, you know, I tell my colleagues that we we are not looking for one soft transactional uh, relationship. We are looking for long term mm-hmm. relationship. So we always hold our, our our clients' hands and we work with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of our clients will tell you that you know what, Tumelo, you you. You know, the firm is welcoming. It's not, we are not intimidated. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't know something, we are able to ask questions because we want to leave you as a client empowered. Mm-hmm. So for us, that's how we try to differentiate um, ourselves amongst um, our other colleagues. You know what? I, I mean, I, I really enjoy your portfolio and how you've covered it because, I mean, you, you come from this technical background that is electrical engineering. You've worked in the space in the most operational form of it. And then you sort of merged it up with, with the law and having been a partner that has dealt with IP and now formulated your own, that then opens our body sitting on boards. Yes. And particularly, I mean, if we can look at Sanidi. In fact, we're talking to one of your um, <laughs> your colleagues later on, Professor Samson um, Mem. Uh, Mampueli. Mampueli, yes. yes, much later in the conversation uh, on in terms of stage six, etc. Please take us through just sitting on a board that is in the middle of such contentious and heavy conversations. How does that impact on your on your daily? Okay. <laughs> no, thank you for thank you for that question. Um, so you know, besides talking about Sanelli, for me, when I sit on any board, I mean, I've sat on on the on advisory board for National Intellectual Property Management yes. Office, which is uh, you know an agency of DSI. I've sat on a, I was a non-executive director on UJ Invent, mm-hmm. which is a commercial arm of University of Johannesburg. So. Um, when I sit on boards, for me, I see it as giving back to to my country. Absolutely, that's 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 how I do it. So yes, you know, there is contro- uh, a controversy with regard to whatever electricity issues that we have. But when I'm sitting in, and we just came out of a strategic session mm. a couple of days ago, but when I sit on Sanedi, I have an interest in seeing you know Sanedi succeed as as an organization, but also su- seeing the country succeed. So. We, we, yes, there is controversy, but we always are always try to make sure that um, whatever I do is to the best, best interest of, of the organization. And we continue honestly to, to forge forward as, as an organization. And I believe that, you know, Sanedi is actually doing quite a lot mm. of work, uh, similar with other government institutions in that we don't talk about it uh, uh, very often. Mm. And there was one conversation that we were having that, you know what, we need to engage with our stakeholders and mm. so that people are able to see what is it that Sanedi is currently uh, busy with or what the impact that uh, Sanedi is, is, is doing. 
So, mm. um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think, um, yes, um, I, I own a law firm, but when I take off I take uh, off that hat of being a, a director at Chaya Mashavela Tennis, I make sure that I sit in a board and have an interest in making sure that that organization actually gets to to, to perform to the best of its ability and, and, and deliver on its, um, um, yeah, on its promises to the people of, of South Africa. How do we how do we prepare for boards, Dumel, as as professionals, young professionals who may be mid senior and you're exploring that that possibility, but it's you know you're not really clued up as to how do I prepare myself to possibly raise my hand up for board nominations and sitting on boards. Um, I think <laughs> I think you know what nothing beats um, getting information and educating yourself. Mm-hmm. I always say that um you know we the board board uh, board or most boards or all boards actually they need people to come and bring their expertise. Mm. But you can only do that if you actually hone your skills and you know get as much as much experience in your whatever field mm. that you are in. Mm. So don't um you know underestimate the importance of making sure that you grasp as much uh, skills and experience yeah. in in whatever field that you are in because then it is going to make it a little bit easier when you then become a board member because you are adding value into that particular board uh, board but also understanding you know your your responsibility as a board because sometimes um you know um i, I find uh, sometimes you'll find people that are either un- unable to um you know give their best because um not understanding you know their 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 their, their responsibility yeah. as as a board member so um i mean yeah so i, I think the only thing that you can do is that wherever you are, just continue gaining as much experience as you can so that by the time you there is a board opportunity, you are able to actually add value. And um and, and then as you when when you become a board member, even before you become a board member, just understand your responsibility uh, as, as as a board member. And I appreciate that so much. There is six one nine eight seven triple zero. That's the number that to dial. We're in conversation this evening with uh, Dumelo Mashabela of Chaya Mashabela um, attorneys. And as mentioned, Dumela has sat on various boards, sits on boards, um, and directs a team that is doing work that one is specialty. Um, and work that is crucial and work that that is important to say the least. Let's let's move into SMMEs and perhaps you know closer to our viewing. I'm going to take a call just now. Eric will come to you. Um, Yadi SMMEs, where where are you seeing the problem, Dumelo, in terms of the ownership of craft and the ownership of the work? I guess some people will say that you know SMMEs avoid lawyers and accountants etc. Because one, as as a point of you know the capex is quite high you know, in terms of securing that particular service, but it's even more expensive, sorry, in the long run, not to have invested in a legal team um, and a finance team, especially where you're working with a a craft or a creation that needs to be protected. What are the difficulties there really? Is it, is it access? Is it lack of knowledge? Is it, it's not seen as important? I think it's, it's, it's lack of knowledge, Mm -hmm. but also when, I mean, you're, you're touching on the fact that not seen as important Mm -hmm. and that is because of lack of knowledge. And, and, and I always say there's a misconception by SMEs who, who actually are under the impression that intellectual property is just for the blue chip companies. But I always say a blue chip company is where it is because of intellectual 
intellectual property. Mm. I mean, if you look at a lot of companies, I mean, we are told about your Google that were started in, in a garage, but mm. they are actually, they became where they are because of understanding the importance of intellectual property. Mm. So it's lack of knowledge and um, it's lack of understanding the importance of IP. And um, and also, I, I always say that, you know, access also, access to information. A lot of, like you said, a lot of SMEs will be uh, under the impression that, oh, you know what, I can't file a patent, for example. There's an example. And because a patent is it's, it's expensive. But I always tell people that you can file a patent at CIPC and pay 60 rand. Hmm. You, you understand? So it's it's that lack of information. You hmm. file a patent at CIPC uh, for 60 rand. Just make sure that you include all your technical information in that provisional patent application. Hmm. And um, so all, all I can say that, you know what, intellectual property is can actually assist you as a small business to have a sustainable business. And it makes you to differentiate yourself against your competitors. Mm. And it adds value. It actually increases, Mm. uh, you know, the value of your company. Just to add one thing, one entrepreneur once told me that, you know what, Tumelo, since I had filed a provisional patent application, investors actually start looking at me differently because they are seeing that I actually appreciate Mm. this value that I have. And a lot of people don't realize that protecting and understanding your intellectual and managing your intellectual property actually can actually open a lot of doors for you. You, if you you know if you can you you can um, you can do it and intellectual property is not about filing of patents. I mean, I, 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 you know, I always t- uh, tell people about what we've the work that we've done as Chayamashawa Latinis yeah. where we assisted, um, I, I think, uh, Dudu Busani Dube in uh, commercializing her books. And those books are protected by copyright. So that is why I'm trying to say that intellectual property is just a, it's not about just filing patents. There are other types of intellectual yes. property rights, which includes your copyright, like uh, the ones that uh, protects your books. Mm. And that those books can then be commercialized where you can actually... Uh, give out uh, companies like you know uh, 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 other TV producers yeah. to produce um, a show and they pay you a royalty or a lump sum. Another type of intellectual property right can be a trademark, yes. and this is very key because I always see um, you know uh, people that underestimate underestimate the importance of a trademark. A trademark basically differentiates your goods and services oh from God. goods and services of other people. And if you have your trademark, that you know you can you 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 grow a reputation of your brand. Mm-hmm. And I always say, people, we don't buy something because we know how it works. We buy it because of the brand. And we the buy trust. it because of yes, the, the, the expectations mm-hmm. that comes with that particular brand. So that different types of intellectual property rights that SMEs can actually explore. And um, joining organizations like your Innovation Fund, your, you know, Moses Kotane, the the IDZ, they can be incubated there. And those organizations, they do help out in actually paying for some of the fees in uh, that relates to the protection of intellectual property rights for those um, uh, SMMEs. Andre, 0 We're going to take a call now. Um, we're going to take a call now. From Eric, my system is slightly failing me. Eric, please give me a second. Eric, good evening. Good evening. How are you? All right. How are you doing? Good, good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to to, to Mel there. I, I just want to to find out from her and as to what is it that she's doing to to motivate people to stay focused in their education. I am someone who 
who, who stopped the 2014 with my honors degree and not studied instead. Uh, so what is it that she's doing currently to motivate people, young and old, to, to focus on their studies uh, to and achieve as she did? Okay. Thank you so much. That's Eric there from Straight Read to say, how do you how do you motivate people? I suppose especially adults, right? Who are saying, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, so for me, I think I, you know, I was I didn't have a a, a smooth childhood, mm. and I think poverty mm. motivated me to actually continue to, um, you know, um, reach out and, 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 and concentrate mm. on education. So for me, education was very personal. It was something that I knew that it was going to be, um, to take me out of poverty. Mm. It was something that was going to um, give me freedom. It was something that was going to liberate me. Mm. So, um, you know, I always, when, when I try to motivate people, especially people, I, I always w- try to tell them where I come from and so that they know that, you know what, um, people like us, we, we started somewhere, but we soldiered on and we, 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 we continued to, to focus on that particular goal mm. and until we got to, to achieve it. So um, I think a person like Eric, you, you just have to, I always, I also I always say that you need to know your why. You know, sure. if you know your why and concentrate on your why, even when things get tough, you know, but just continue to concentrating on your why, you will continue to push forward. Um, so, you know, all I can tell Eric is that, you know what, try to go back and try to find out why you actually started when, when, when you started in 2014 or before you started and, and, and try to, to, to get that particular motivation, whatever motivated you and, yeah. and continue to focus on it. But like I said, for me, getting out of, um, you know, poverty and, and having the freedom and owning my time, that's, you know, that's, that's what motivated me. That's what kept me, kept me going. I wanted I, I wanted to own my time. I've, I was hearing people saying you can own your time. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds unachievable, hey, especially when you can't imagine a path out of that. Exactly. Like, like I was telling you uh, before we started to say, you know, if I can't see it, I can't be it. Mm. So when we started, we didn't have role models. So it mm. was tough because, you know, all that you were seeing, you couldn't see that mm. you can actually get out of this. But um, somehow, I don't know, deep inside, I knew that education was going to was gonna, uh, get me out of it, was going to get not just me and my family. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I knew that education was going to do it for me. And you just need to find your why and, and, um, and focus on it. Yeah. So on your most difficult days, on your most difficult days, what gets Dumelo up? What is there a song? Is there, what, what gets Dumelo up and say, I'll try? Because there will be those difficult they days. They are. They are. And I think as an entrepreneur, you know, owning a, a business, um, I, I always say sometimes people don't know that, you know, sometimes you don't want to wake up, mm. you know, you just you just want to sit right there by the corner because mm. <laughs> somebody rejected you. Mm. So um, and I think my kids keeps uh, they keep me going. I have three beautiful kids, oh. uh, talented uh, kids. They keep me going. I always say, um, you know, <laughs> I if I can't do it and and I feel like giving up, I always, you know, think about them that, you know, how would, you know, how would I, how would I explain, 
you know, why I gave up. Mm. So they keep me going, honestly, whenever uh, things are, um, are, are tough. And But also I think the, as, a, as, a, as a business owner, you always think about it is not just about me. I have employees. I have to do this. You understand? If I don't do it, it's, the impact is not just it's me. Not, your disobedience will affect others. Exactly. So that keeps me going, thinking I can't just give up. I have, you know, colleagues and employees that mm. are actually looking up to you know, uh, um, that and, and, and wanting to and to see this this firm to, um, to succeed. But also I think there are a lot of people that are cheering and looking up to this particular firm that specializes in intellectual property and that is is one of a kind. I mean, I qualified as the first black female patent attorney mm. and I feel like I need to keep going so that I can see, I can show my other sisters that, you know, we can do it. We can do it. So it's not, for me, it's making it is not about me. It's it's about um, my kids. It's about my team. It's about the other child in Mummy mm, Lodi mm. who is not seeing, um, you know, how they can actually um, get out of or achieve whatever goal that they want to do. And if you're not at work, be it boards, be it the firm, be it, if you're not at work, what are you most likely to be found doing just to wind down or just to be Dumelo? Okay, um, I try. I love traveling. <laughs> if um, yeah, in my in my next life, that's all that I'll be doing. <laughs> I appreciate. And then your favorite country so far that you've outside of South Africa? Um, what is it? Um, I think seashells. Okay, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, in Brazil. Okay, I enjoyed Brazil. I recently I just came back from Zanzibar. Um, yeah. So yeah, seashells in Brazil. Seashells and, and, and Brazil are your top there. Yeah. And then your dishes that you most enjoyed in those places or any of the places that, like the one dish that you think, or Not if a I dish could get in this, Brazil, this. Brazil it, it's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> what drink is it? It was a caparina. <laughs> what is that? Is that like a cocktail? Yeah. Caparina. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got it. And I asked that specifically because I remember going to Zanzibar. There's this thing ne, that they made. Kilekuinya, ne? But you have it with ice cream. And I, it was a dessert. It, it, it tastes so good. I've never had anything like that ever yeah. again. I tried making maguenyaka ice creamy and it just never did what I needed to do. And I suppose there's certain things that it's it's about the place yes. and what you get out of that place mm, yeah. that sort of holds that memory for you. Dumela, what scares you the most? If there's anything that just stay, scares you or makes you think, yeah. Wow. Um... <laughs> Gee, um, I don't know. I, I think, like I'm, like I was saying that you know, me establishing the firm, yeah. it's not about me. Um, it's it's a bigger picture. It's yeah. about it's about you know the the, you know the transformation is about bringing other mm. people who are coming. So I think probably what scares me is not or, or giving up in in this dream mm. it's 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 it scares me yeah i think <laughs> it's fair i mean and, and i say it's fair because you did highlight earlier on that you know you're you deciding to stay back or to stay put is not a dumelo thing only they're not just your family either you yeah. know there are other people that are impacted by this i suspect we'll take one more call um we'll take one more call but it's the number zero six one nine eight seven triple zero tweeting us on at five m nine eight seven Hashtag power perspective and you can tag myself on at Torriso Maloka. We'll take a call after this. 
Live on channel 889 on DSTV Audio Bouquet. Power 98.7. Now, we're talking. 26 minutes before the top of the hour. My English is starting to run out. You see, it's because you made me argue in English for the first hour. <laughs> and now all the bundles that I could have possibly used for the week were being used in that particular second. We'll take a call right now. We're still in conversation with Dumelo Mashabela of Chaya Mashabela, a patent attorney. I think a lot of us learned today. I didn't know that you'd had to have an undergraduate technical degree before you could and a lot of us i think are learning you know this particular part here that there will be prerequisites in some parts of specialization so we have jerry on the line good evening jerry how are you good evening toronto and your guest how are you good how are you oh Cream, your English is gone. Yeah? yeah, no, my English flies out. But also the bundles. It's it's quarter to ten right now. <laughs> the Pretoria in me wants to be a Pretoria girl. <laughs> but sure, what's yeah, up? No, I can see that you are working on a criminology. A criminal. <laughs> what's <laughs> happening? Anyway, my question is that concerning the issue of intellectual property right, I want to base my question on the music industry ne? Mm-hmm. and also on international uh, trade. For example, I just want to understand if ever. You are running a business in South Africa. You are creating some products, mm. like let me say uh, stoves. Mm. Then China or other com- countries mm-hmm. are importing mm-hmm. in the country. Is there any law in terms of the government? Yes, I know she's not the government; it's private. But she must have knowledge in that regard as a legal expert. Is there any law that can protect vulnerable people like those if ever you are uh, creating some uh, stuff? for business. Is there any law protecting those people? And last question is that if ever you are running a spaza shop, uh, can you obtain intellectual property rights for running a business? Because we have seen many business collapsing in South Africa because they are are registered. But the issue of intellectual property rights is not put into cognizance. So how can people protect themselves against the mushrooming of people surrounding you with their businesses until you collapse? Okay. Is it the competition or can we have an intellectual uh, property right in that regard? Thank you so much. Okay, thank you so much, um, uh, Jerry, for those questions. So um, the first one, let's say, like you said, you are making um, stoves. So and somebody is importing the stoves in South Africa. So ideally, what you were supposed to do is that you were supposed to obtain a patent to Mm. protect that particular stove. So let's say your stove was new and, you know, you created it and um, it's something novel and it's something that is not obvious. Um, You then come to a firm like ours um, and we assist you in obtaining a patent for the stove. A patent, it provides you with monopoly. It provides you with the right to be able to exclude other peoples from making similar stoves in South Africa. Mm. So if somebody then imports the stoves in South Africa, then you are then able to stop them. What we do, we will send you know a letter of demand and if they don't stop then you know the, it's it's an infringement of um of your patent so your patent would have given you that exclusivity and the the thing with patents is that they are territorial what do I mean by that? If you mm. do not have a patent in Botswana, you are not going to stop other Ooh. people from making the stoves in Botswana. So if Jerry had a patent in South Africa, but somebody brings similar um, mm. a product in South Africa, then he's able to stop other people from um, from uh, you know making that same uh, product in South Africa. So, but but if it's excuse me, if it's made in Botswana, 
and it's then um, and then we receive it as a product in South Africa. Yeah, if they are importing it in in, yeah. in South Africa, and you have a patent in relation okay. to that particular product or that part, the method of making that particular mm. uh, product, then you will be able to to stop them, even if they are not making it in South, in South okay. Africa, but if they are importing it, because a patent gives you the right to be able to stop other people from making, using, exp- uh, uh, as well as importing the product in that particular country. And in the one year that yeah 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 these pasta shops, and and it may not necessarily be. IP IP related, right? But then, I mean, when you have essentially businesses kicking you out of yeah, business, that, by that, that one is a little bit tricky because, like you're saying, um, in a patent again, going back to a patent, you cannot have a patent for a method of doing business. Okay, so you can't. Um, that patent won't be valid. So, um, yeah, it, it you would. There's no intellectual property right, honestly, that can assist you unless, let's say, if you have a trade trademark in relation to your own spaza shop mm. and somebody comes and um you know makes a similar uh, uh spaza shop set up a similar spaza shop and use your brand then mm. you can stop them there um but also let's say if they um you know there's there's some um you know what client or specification information that um you know comes with with how you op- or documents that comes sure. with with which stipulates how you operate your 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 business and if somebody steals that then we can say it's infringement of um or they've stolen your 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 um your confidential information mm. so it's it's very difficult there isn't really much um yeah that i can think of the fact that you know other people um are putting up businesses and kicking you out um, yeah, it happens. Okay. It's, yeah. it's a matter. It happens, and you tighten how you tighten. We have a call from Advocate Asamaisela. Advocate, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. My mine is just short and simple. Yes, please. I I I know the lady that you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. She she entered into um, uncharted waters. Mm. Mm. And and um, the 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 man that I am say that I am proud of what she has done. Mm. I'm proud of what she has been. And and this is one of the fields that in law law, not many black people can enter into. It has been one of those fields that have been reserved for a specific um, um, demographic yeah. in South Africa. And that's, that's all I wanted to say. Thank I you. wanted to say that I wanted to say that I'm proud of you, Timelo. Thank you, you so much, Arthur. <laughs> um, um, I was rising, um, coming from my office and listening to, to you, and, and I thought I should give this particular call and say my my appreciation. You 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 are doing very well. You are you you have entered one one of the most beautiful um, um, focus areas in law that hasn't been um, um, well our 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 race hasn't been part of it. But I'm happy that that you you are here and you are representing us. As as an advocate myself, um, I believe that you 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 will channel 
some 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 of the work, some of the opportunities to the people like us who haven't had the opportunity to 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 enter the market itself. Thank you so um, much. I think I'm saying too much. No, I'm, thank I you so I'm much. <laughs> and definitely, yeah. I do. Um, um, you know. Um, use uh, black councils yeah. so um yes so um, i'm i'm very passionate about transformation and um i i feel like i have a platform and or an opportunity to actually um invite other people to yes. to to enter into this particular field thank you so much thank you thank you so much that's advocate Maisela there if you want to learn more about Chaya Mashabela if you're on Twitter it's Chaya Mashabela attorneys on Twitter in fact there is there is they do send out and they do publish thought pieces yes. that are accompanied um by 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 I'm so excited when I'm looking at this my tech self is just <laughs> I'm looking at a tech one right now and one of the ones that I can just you know put for is an example they've asked a question have you ever wondered if it's possible to file for just one patent application to protect your invention in the entire world which then covers part of the question that was asked by Jerry and then it shows you there's a diagram there's a framework that shows you um, what it is there but please it's it's Chaya Mashabela attorneys and Chaya Mashabela attorneys if you do a Google search you are going to find their work you're going to find their propositions and I hope that you are sitting with your young ones I hope that you are sitting nearby your young ones for that moment of inspiration because I'm inspired man Thank you so much, Tori. So um, I think just to add to what you're saying, we, we are very passionate about IP education. So mm. if you look at all of our social media platforms, um, you know, we we, we always um, aim to educate our people about the importance of IP mm. and, you know, how to what how to go about getting uh, a protected, um, protecting your intellectual property rights. So, yeah. So can they just follow us on, on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn? Um, we are very active in in in, in sharing uh, like thought thought pieces as well as um, you know educational information or about intellectual property rights. We appreciate you and thank you so much for coming in and spending so much time, extended time actually. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for the opportunity. Really, I I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And that's it, Dumelo Mashabela of Chaya Mashabela attorneys patent attorney as i said this is someone with uh with the electrical engineering qualification from university of cape town llb from university of south africa llm in intellectual property and technology law from african american rather university of washington college of law um and she's worked for a whole lot of institutions set on a couple of boards in her way to give back to society society um continues to inspire works on significant clients and and delivers significant work as well so that's Tumelo Mashavela. please do like i said read up and they've also got about us and contact us and etc 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 if you'd like to do more contact and find out a little bit more you're more than welcome to do so you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts